Hi, just Jessica here today. Hey, I'm probably going to get a little controversial in parts of this presentation, and if you can handle it, great. If not, you know. Don't hurt my feelings any. Doctors, um, there are doctors out there and other healers that simply are predators. They're, they're not in the mode of healing. They are not in the practice of wellness and health. They, they are predators, and they're, they're preying on you. Many doctors and practitioners of health, they're failing us. They're failing you, they're failing me, and, and they're failing the rest of the human race. Not only are they failing us, um, but many of their actions should be criminal. Their so-called practice of health is at the very least unethical and harmful. We have weaknesses and we have insecurities because we're human, and these predators disguised as doctors, disguised as healers, are simply out there preying on our insecurities to make a buck for their own notoriety, whatever the case may be, they're preying on, on you and me. I'm a nurse by training. I also happen to care very much about the wellness of people. Um, now, when I say wellness, I not only care about physical wellness, but I also care about spiritual, emotional, and mental wellness. After all, these parts do make up all of a person, and we can't separate them, no matter how much we try, and even though often um, we treat them separately. Not only do we try to separate these parts um, and even ignore some of them, but we have, again, completely different practitioners um, to attend to these different parts of ourselves. You know, it's pretty asinine um, to have, say, a muffler mechanic as well as a spark plug mechanic and a radiator mechanic all for the same car, but we do this. When it comes to our health and our wellness, we, we do exactly this. We have the mental ailment doctor, we have the physical ailment doctor, and we have the soul ailment doctor in the form of, say, a priest or a preacher or a priestess or something like that. But there's a big gap. Who is it that's even attending to this? the emotional health of individuals? Where does this get integrated into any part of this? Um, people are overwhelmingly disconnected from their own emotional state and their own emotional needs. I mentioned this lack, this need, because often we as people, we come to healers and doctors um, as sick, broken, unwell people. We come to them at our worst. And we come to them trustful and we come to them hopeful. With that said, healers and doctors and other practitioners of health, they have obligations. They have obligations to their patients, to the patients and their families. They, they have obligations. And because these doctors and other healers, they have power and they have influence in a very intimate way with people, they have some very deep and moral obligations. But the medicine that doctors are practicing is not in the best interest of the patient. It is not in the spirit of wellness, and it is not in the spirit of healing disease. And in many of these cases that I lay out for you, not only is it not in the spirit of wellness and healing, but it's actually causing great harm. Case study number one, doctors as predators. Let's take Jocelyn Wildenstein, or Wildenstein, um, AKA the Catwoman. Catwoman. She has spent nearly $4 million to date on plastic surgery, and apparently she's not finished yet. She was scared at some point in time, the husband was going to leave her many, many years ago, so she decided that she was going to take all measures to look like his favorite pet, which was a lynx, a wildcat, and that he would grow to love her again. Needless to say, this obviously failed, and she's had a very long and interesting story ever since, including many, many, many plastic surgeries. Um, what doctor decides that this is ethical and in the best interest of their patient? What ethics committee reviews each of these surgeries and agrees that the reward outweighs the risk? Case study number two, Natasha Crown, 24 years old. She's working for her own personal goal to have the world's largest butt. She's already had four Brazilian 
butt lifts, which is fat being removed from other parts of her body um, and then injected into her bum. Um, currently, she has a 100-inch butt. She wants more. She's not finished. And she says, the first thing I do in the morning is go to the mirror and check out my bum. My bum makes me feel sexy. It makes me feel powerful. She already has physical limitations because of the size of her ginormous rear end. And she's having a hard time actually convincing doctors to do any more work on her bum. Thank God. But what doctor decided that four Brazilian butt lifts totaling a 100-inch butt, bringing physical limitations already versus any improvement in health or wellness, who decides that this is in her best interest? And then proceeds with doing these procedures. What ethics committee reviewed each of these four surgeries and agreed that the reward outweighed the risk? Case study number three, Rodrigo Alves. He's been pretty successful, I admit. Yes, looking at these pictures, he looks like a plastic Ken doll. And that is his goal. That's his goal. He's had over 50 surgeries to make him look the way that he looks. And he can no longer breathe properly after 10 nose surgeries and a collapsed septum. Now he travels the world looking for other doctors that are willing to do further work on him. What doctor decides that this is ethical and in the best interest of their patient? What ethics committee, I ask you, reviews each of these surgeries and agrees that the reward outweighs the risk? Case study number four, Michael Jackson. We've all watched Michael Jackson over the years, and honestly, it's a very sad case. A case of a man that was very mentally and emotionally unstable and unwell, and his doctor simply preyed on him for notoriety and for money. 30 years and over 100 surgeries. And the later surgeries were only for the attempt to fix the damage caused by the, the, the original surgeries, the early surgeries. At some point it was reported in the news, I remember this, that his nose had basically disintegrated and it was falling off his face. What doctor decides that all of these procedures are in the best interest of their patients? And you tell me what ethics committees are reviewing these cases and, and determining that the reward is outweighing the risk. Case study number five, Bruce Jenner, now Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. I know this is gonna get under people's skin. I don't aim to be politically correct when it comes to discussing reality and the wellness of people. I care more about people and their well-being than I do about anyone's hurt feelings. So, the National Alliance on Mental Health, NAMI. For LGBTQ people aged 10 to 24 years old, they say that suicide is one of the leading causes of death. Youth are four times more likely to attempt suicide, experience suicidal thoughts, or engage in self-harm than straight people. This is ages 10 to 24. An estimated 20 to 30% of LGBTQ people abuse substances compared to 9% of the general population. 20 to 30% compared to 9%. 25% of LGBT people abuse alcohol compared to 5 to 10% of the general population. LifeScience.com cites that a staggering 41% of transgender people in the United States have attempted to commit suicide. What doctor or healer looks at this information and decides that what these people need is hormones and surgical alterations, likely ones that cannot be completely undone? What ethics committee looks at these cases and decides that this is an effective treatment and that the reward outweighs the risk? What if I wake up tomorrow and decide that I was born in the wrong body and that I'm supposed to be a zebra? Doc, please make me a zebra. In the world of reality and healing that I live in, it all starts with acceptance and love of yourself first. Just the way you are, because you are not a mistake. You were in fact born just like you were supposed to be. The trick is to look in the mirror every day and learn to love the person you see with all of our funky thoughts and our flaws. Then, only then, can you figure out what it is that you have to offer the world that is uniquely you. 
You cannot find your path and begin to travel it if you don't love and acknowledge yourself first. Acceptance of self is the root of happiness and success and it is the foundation for any and all healing and wellness. True healers do not come from a place of ego, focused on money and medical and scientific notoriety. If they are not supporting their patients on the journey to find well-rounded and complete wholeness and wellness, they should not be practicing healing of any modality. They are not healers, they are predators. We need to hold unethical healers accountable. The ones that thrive and sustain their practice on the exploitation of human weakness and insecurity. They perpetuate a culture that says that there is something wrong with us just the way we are. When we are convinced, they then make their living surgically and hormonally trying to fix that which does not need fixed. Doctors and healers should be held to the highest standards of ethics and morals when it comes to doing no harm. They need to be held to the highest standards to not only do no harm, but to prevent harm, prevent illness, and to support a complete and balanced state of health and wellness. The practice of medicine has ethical and moral obligations, and the practice of medicine is failing us. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what I have to say, please subscribe to my channel. I'm currently working towards those first 1,000 subscribers. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Quora, and Twitter. Thanks again for watching. Just Jessica. Yeah.